Good morning. You're listening to Morning Musings on Divine Mercy Radio with Matthew Hogan. And now, here's Matthew. This is part two of Stewardship with Jim Mall. Personal stewardship is like holding yourself in what way would be like a good way to take yourself and be a better personal steward. Because I feel like that's one of the hardest parts is helping to steward yourself and not not overdo it almost. Yeah, well, that's a great point is because it's and I think we can get caught up in that. Can you give too much? Yeah, I I think you can. I mean, you have to, there has to be a balance in our lives. And I know ours, actually our stewardship process started with tithing. I didn't understand stewardship. The the church doesn't talk about it. We're, We're going to start more, I hope. I was pumping gas in college, and this is back when you pumped gas. Yeah. Full service. You came out and said, how can I help you? And they said, you know, put in a dollar's worth or fill it up or whatever. And and you wash their windows. And as their tank was filling and you check the air and the tires and check the oil if they asked you to. And and I noticed a lady came in one time and she had a bumper sticker said, I tithe. And I thought, okay, whatever. (laughs) Well, my sister is was and still is much more biblical than I am. And so one time when I was visiting with her, I said, Kathleen, what does tithe mean? I, I saw a bumper sticker. She goes, oh, that means she gives 10% of her income back to the church, back to God in some way. And I said, oh, okay. Well, that was when I was probably 18, 19 years of age. So it kind of planted a seed that always was growing in my mind. That would have been probably 1978, I would guess, 79, somewhere in that time frame. My wife and I, we, I, I married my high school sweetheart, so we, out of college we got married and, and started our lives together. And we always gave to the church, but we were, you know, we gave what was left over. You know, yeah. we would give $20 here and $30 there. But it always, it, there was something in the back of my mind that just kept stirring about tithing. And so I started a new job. In 1988, I went to the insurance business, which was a straight commission-based job. And so I got into, the, into tithing and in stewardship out of fear, fear of failure. In, in Malachi, we're not supposed to test God. It even, you know, Jesus even says that when the, when the devil is testing him, he says, we're not, he said, jump off this, you know, cliff and, you know, God will save you. He says, you're not supposed to test God. But in Malachi, he gives us permission to test him. He says, give me the first 10%. See if I will not open up the storehouse and, and, and give you more blessings than you can even imagine. And so I thought, you know what, I'm gonna, we're, we're going to try this. And I sat down with my wife and, and I said, we're going to take 10% of every dollar I make from this new venture and see what happens. And we've never stopped doing that. That was in 1988. We started doing that, and we've never stopped. And actually, we've increased that through the years. And so our process through stewardship started with tithing. So it was interesting to watch God then work in my business, you know, because I kept thinking, well, we're paying our bills. You know, we're not wealthy by any means. I mean, he didn't help us win a $1 billion lottery ticket because I don't buy lottery tickets. But anyway... (laughs) But I got to see the blessings from that come as I would see clients and they would say, well, you can come talk to me, but I'm not buying anything and I'm not signing anything. And and 45 minutes later, they're shaking my hand saying, thank you so much for coming by. And, you know, who changed their heart? I didn't change their heart. The Holy Spirit, you know, worked with me through me uh, to help them change their hearts to say, hey, this this is something that we do need. We probably should do this. And so I get to see God work in my business and in my life. And so then stewardship came into the Heartland Parishes in the, in the late 90s and early 2000s. And 
And so that's when I started learning that we do need to give back based on our blessings. And so when you asked how does a person get started is it's just a knowledge situation, something to start reading about it and learning about it, and you do it in, in baby steps. You know, we jumped off the deep end and did 10% right off the bat for tithing. A lot of people can't do that. They can't see themselves doing that, and so they just don't do it. So I said, we'll start with 1%. And then next you'll go to 2%, and then next you'll go to 3%, and 4%, and eventually get to 10%. And yeah. you'll realize you never missed it. You never missed it. And it's the same thing with giving of your time. In the process of taking care of, you know, as, as we raised our children, we realized these are God's children. They're not our children. They're on loan to us. Mm-hmm. It's our job to raise them. And so part of that process was being a good steward of God's children. As I coached my son and daughter's ball teams, I thought, well, I'm giving of my time. You know, I should be rewarded for that. God says he will. And so people do this all the time, and they don't even realize it. And so it's just a process, I think, of being educated about what is stewardship. You're already doing it. Everybody does it. Just realize it and realize God's blessing you because of it and do a little bit more of it. Yeah, and find joy in it. Exactly. That's a great point. I think a lot of people look at it as a drudgery. So, oh, i got to do this. I have to give this or I have to do. That's a great point, Matt, it is finding joy in the process. And then when you do, you will do more of it. It's just something you'll look for. Yeah. I mean, I always tell people when I'm talking about like the last few years, I'm like, it, it's every summer, like the last two summers that I did. First one, I taught Totus to us, which was absolutely crazy. We probably worked somewhere in the realm of like 12, 13 hours a day going parish to parish across the Salina Diocese. But it was the best time of my life while I was doing that. Like it was just so rewarding and so special. And then last summer I went to Camp Voitiwa. I don't know if you've heard of that, but for anyone who hasn't, you go out into the middle of the Colorado wilderness. There's no buildings. You don't have running water. You don't have much electricity at all. And you just make it so that way the kids can be as comfortable and as excited and just in line with their faith as you possibly can get them to be out in the middle of nowhere. And you are so uncomfortable, but it's just the constant act of giving that just makes it so joyful at the same time. When I went out there, I was convinced I was gonna bail out in a couple weeks like i got there and there was three feet of snow on the mountain and i was like there ain't no way i'm living out here without even a without even like a shed to sleep in overnight but i ended up getting through the entire thing and honestly i I would recommend it to anyone who is especially people who are just a little bit unsure if they could do it because you can and once you do it you will be finding yourself able to do so much more than you ever possibly could imagine. No phone, no cell phones, no no screens, None no of electronics. That. And it's funny because when you, as you were talking about that, and of course, I grew up with no no phones, no screens, no, nothing, and I still don't use it very often, only when needed. But I watch my grandchildren just be sucked into that stuff. And and I'm sure as you would try to convince your friends, you need to come with me next year. We need to go do this. I'm going, no way. Without a phone for a week? Are you kidding me? You know, and it's interesting as as, as I read about different articles and different art people that have done things like that. They say it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. You know, when they when they say check your phone at the door and you can't have it back for a week, it's like no, but I have to have that. And then you realize, you know, halfway through the day you didn't even miss it, and within three days it's like who cares? You know, life went on. The world is still revolving, and I don't know what went on. Uh, with all my friends and, and, and all the people I don't know that are on my social media posts or whatever they do with all that stuff. And it's interesting that when we do get back to the simple things in life, life's usually better. 
Yeah, and like, well, I mean, it's interesting you say that too, because like when you're at school, like I'm at college down at Ave Maria University, and it's like you have to have all the different social medias, it feels like, just to keep up. You you have all these different things. And so me and my girlfriend over the summer, we were continuing to use it into the summer. And I was like, I was like, I want to, I want to stop that. And I'm like, let's delete YouTube and Instagram and see how it goes. And like for the first couple of days, it was like, man, I would like kind of get into that area and be like, where I would click it, but it wasn't there anymore. And then after a few days, it was just like, huh, I, I don't miss it. No. I mean, I go to YouTube when I need to fix something on my car and I don't know how to fix it or whatever. <laughs> but uh, the other stuff, I, I do nothing with social media. And, and I think we don't realize how simple life can be. And I think the process of stewardship, if we would take that same few minutes we spent on social media and, and, and help someone else, if, if nothing else, just say a prayer for somebody else. Our lives would be different, you know, and, and we definitely need to make a change. It, it scares us. My wife and I talk all the time as we watch our grandchildren grow, you know, and they're not even that old yet. They're they're from age 10 down to age one, and it's just intriguing. I'm thankful I'm not having to raise teenagers in this environment because how do you, you want to say yes, but you don't want to say yes to some of these things. So it's difficult. It, it's really hard. Thank you so much for coming in today. I hope everyone enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. God bless. Thank you. appreciate your time. It's been a joy. This has been part two of Stewardship with Jim Mall. We will now return to the Sunrise Morning Show.